All right. Well, are you guys ready to get into this? Let's do it. All right. (laughs) There you go, Wack. (laughs) That excitement that I love. Sure, girl. Fine, girl. (laughs) I guess, girl. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. We are a podcast that happens every uh, Wednesday on iTunes, so please be sure to check us out and subscribe and like and all of that good shit. Joining me, Lucy Wack. Hi, Lucy. Hey, 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 queen. Hi, Lucy. It's just you and me today, girl. I know, girl. What is going on? We're losing everybody. Actually, you haven't been here for... A couple weeks. Just in a quick recap, how was Rachel's date? Oh, my God. That's what I needed to. Well, uh, this is the thing that we need to talk about. Now, listeners, if you guys remember right, uh, our good friend Rachel Sanders has kind of been seeing a guy uh, from the Tinder. And Lucy, she sent me a picture. And I need to. Oh, Lucy. (laughs) I need to send it to you. Because this oh is the cutest yeah. little couple that could be. <laughs> you know, if Rachel plays her cards right. <laughs> I'm texting it to Lucy right now, just so she can know what we're talking about here. So, yeah, so she. So, like, they turned into dating. Girl, I don't mean to gossip about people who aren't here, but. Well, it's not like it's anything you wouldn't say when she was here. She took him to a wedding, girl. Don't you think? (laughs) I don't think I don't think it was the first date. (laughs) No, but I mean, it's a pretty soon date. Don't you think that's kind of crazy that she took him to a wedding? Uh, you know, honestly, like everybody does that, like where it's like, really, you brought a date to a wedding or you did your first date on a wedding. And I'm like, you know what? So what? Like, it's it's something to go do. It's something you will do eventually if you do stay as a couple. So might as well see how you fare. Now, do it's you free booze, free food? Like, why not? But don't you think that if you're on a first date or even a soon date and you're like, hey, date, let's go. Uh, to a wedding that that date might be like, uh. I kind of feel like you're trying to marry me already. Don't you think it's a little, don't you think that, is that no. just me? No, you're not the one getting married. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to watch someone else get married. And I know, but then. But, about it. Like, I think it's a perfect chance to like touch on that subject. Like, why not? And oh my God, I love how his shirt kind of matches her makeup. Oh my God. Is is that not just the sexiest? Like, is that on purpose? That's they're actually really fucking cute. They're yeah. a beautiful yeah. couple, right? Yeah, I better fucking, she better 
get that. Well, Rachel couldn't join us this week, but hopefully she'll be back next week, and hopefully they'll still be a couple, so that way uh, we can talk about them more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're not, that's still something to talk about. Now, also, uh, Lucy, you've been gone. You've been gone, like, the whole time that the Dragula drama's been happening. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, but you, you did stop and tell me about it. You sure, I sure <laughs> did. Um, but there has been a has lot. more happened? Uh, no, no, no more fallout. I don't care because you know what? The release of the All-Stars cast? Uh, the release of the All-Stars cast. Oh, my goodness. They're coming back in January, guys. We're going to have RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 3. And I'm excited. Are you excited? Um, I'm excited. I like these names. Okay, so well, let's start with the names. Let's start with who's who's on this season. Okay, we got Vanilla Creme, so excited. Trixie Mattel, so excited. Milk, so excited. Thorgy Thor, so excited. Kennedy, meh. <laughs> Shishi Devane, okay. Morgan <coughs> McMichael, Michaels, let's see. I mean, her season was so long ago. I'm ready to see where she is now. Yeah. Shangela, meh. Yeah. And then there's gonna be the tenth. Surprise queen. This is an interesting cast because, I mean, we have Aja, who was just on season nine. Oh, yeah, she wasn't on my list. Yeah, uh, yeah, you didn't mention Aja, and she jumped right back into to All Stars no. 3. So I wonder what I wonder what that's going to be like and how all the other more seasoned queens from the franchise are going to be taking her, uh, you know, for, for this uh, series. Right. Why are isn't you... Thorgy also Brooklyn? Yes, Thorgy is also Brooklyn, but I want to know why you're mitting Kennedy Davenport. I mean, you know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know, Lucy. That's what I'm asking I you. She's got a beautiful look. She's got a beautiful look. Uh -huh. But as far as like out of the box creativity, as far as like charismatic personality, like I'm just kind of like, eh. Okay, okay. I understand that. I understand that. Are gorgeous. I will totally give her. She does a gorgeous look, and she can dance the house down boots. Um, but I feel like she's out of. Uh, I feel like her season because she was top three, girl. She was top three. She. I believe so. Oh. Yes. Yes, she yeah. sure was. <gasps> yeah. Was she season six? Ooh. What season one? Ooh, this is not good. She was season seven. She would have won season seven. <laughs> Uh, I know uh, that she went. I know that she went far. And oh my God, she was season seven. She was season seven. Wasn't the drama between her and Alyssa Edwards? No, she didn't like like Pearl. That's oh. right. It was season seven because she didn't like Pearl, but she wanted to fuck Pearl. Remember? Uh oh. Remember? So uh, it was Pearl who made top three. <laughs> I, I guess who I'm most shocked about is Milk because like I think that Milk. Um, was so divisive on his own season with his looks against like the panel because he would yeah. like he did he did RuPaul yeah he he did a lot of interesting things that they kind of read him for so my thing is is like what's this going to be like is he going to come out and be even more crazy how is I guess I haven't watched his brand evolve so I'm not sure that's just it like I feel like so since mainstream drag has gone so huge and is so acceptable, at least the RuPaul version that she sells, he came out and did all of his gender fuck kind of stuff. And that's actually where drag is starting to go. Like yeah. it's starting to become more mainstream to do this sort of gender play sort of performance. And so him being back, I think the audience might actually accept it even more. How do we think Trixie's gonna do? 
Trixie's Trixie. She's amazing. I'm excited for her. Well, yeah, because Trixie's amazing because we love Trixie and we know Trixie. But let's be honest. Her season, she was not good. Like, her season, she fell in the background. Had time to brand, girl. She has had time. Like, of all the queens, when I went to DragCon LA, she had the longest Lines. Yeah, she is loved and adored. And like, I'm just hoping I, I want her to have her retribution moment because um, I don't know how many times I had to defend people or had to defend her after her season when people were like, she wasn't that funny. And I was like, no, but, 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 but she is. She really is. She really is funny. I promise. I promise. <laughs> she is funny. Um, so uh, I guess like who, who I'm trying to think about like, who is it that I could really care less about on this season? But I don't know that I can say anybody because it's, it's pretty good. What about Chandler, girl? I mean, I think I'm more off about uh, Thorgy because like it, I, yeah, I wasn't really all. She had some looks though, girl. Yeah, she it's, had some looks. Really great concepts. Yeah, she wasn't my favorite in her season. And I, I'm not sure that she's going to, uh, I'm not sure if she's evolved lo uh, enough to, to like make it as an all-star. You know what I mean? Because she really didn't make it as a regular. Wasn't she like a top three or a top four? No. No, she made it pretty far. Not She made three. it to like a four or five spot. Well, well, see, you're usually the one who knows this information, aren't you? The usually one that we're asking about this girl. I really care about because you know I'm here sitting here I'm like who is missing from the show that knows all of this no it's Lucy Lucy's the one who knows all of this <laughs> are you questioning me now <laughs> well listen either way I'm excited to get some fucking world of wonder shit back on the goddamn TV I'm ready to yep. talk about some drag that when yep. I say that it sucks it's not gonna come back and bite me in the ass because <laughs> my ass has been bitten like a motherfucker um so are, are people refusing to perform with you um they can't do the show like i they won't they can't i can't interview any of the dragula girls i've been cut off queen she's been let go she's not allowed she's not in she's not invited she can't sit here wait i'm sorry is this like donald trump disinviting the new york times or something like this is kind of where like why would you deny media excuse me why bitch deny... where were you the last two weeks when i've been saying the same fucking thing i needed you girl i needed you but yes, that is the that is the current predicament. So come on, please bring on some RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars season three. You know what, guys? I know that I said that it was just Lucy and I today, but it wasn't all true because we have a special guest. This is a guest who I met when I did Alexander Rodriguez's uh, online radio show on the Rocks. Um, he is a visual artist. He is uh, extremely talented, and his name is Paul castle hello paul hey tony welcome uh, welcome welcome to the tony soto show now i said because we met on on the show on the rocks yes we did where was i fun. was a very chatty kind of drunk co-host a little drunk maybe a little high i don't know but <laughs> yes we were a lot of fun to sit next to. Wait, I thought you weren't drinking, girl. What happened to that? Well, this was a while ago. This was. Oh, this is this is ages ago. Yeah, this was this was this was this was a little while ago. Um, now I'm not sure if you were paying attention before we brought you on, Paul. But our good friend and co-host Rachel Sanders, who's gorgeous, um, uh, she is dating someone new, and she just recently took him to a wedding 
very oh, new wow. into the relationship. Is this wow. something that you would do? How do you feel about that? That's surprising to me. Uh, <laughs> so is this her own family's wedding or a friend's wedding? See, that's the important part. It was a friend's wedding. Okay. Okay. It was, so Abby, it was Abby and Amalia's wedding, Lucy. Oh. Yeah. Do you know them? <laughs> yes, I do. I do know okay. Abby. I love Abby and Amalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just so, got hitched. Oh, that's well, fantastic. I think, I think if, if a lot of her family was going to be there, this is like introducing to the family. That's a little soon, maybe. Well, actually, I know that from personal experience because I introduced my partner, Matthew, to my family way too soon. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I took him to a family reunion Ooh. less than a month into dating and <laughs> it was a lot of crazy a lot of very soon so i think it um it didn't scare him off no that's that's good so that's it's good test right yeah because well uh, see i think that that's what keeps no. me from ever being in a relationship is the whole ultimately meeting the family thing because once they <laughs> yours that's what i mean no that's exactly oh, what i meant okay. the whole meeting the family thing like i don't want them to meet my family i don't want anyone to meet his family to meet my family <laughs> <laughs> like my family is someone it's your family paul someone that you, some uh people that you have to explain a little too much yeah i mean there are definitely those members of the family that require a lot of explanation so uh i i think in retrospect the whole family reunion thing was uh, it was a lot a lot at once but it's sort of like okay everything's out there i knew at that time that I loved Matthew. So I knew that I loved him. So I guess I just needed to see. After how he a month, you knew you loved him and that you could introduce I, him to your crazy family. Yeah, I, I did. Like yeah, just I did. Playing all your cards on the table up front, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. You're very fortunate that he felt the same way. <laughs> well, what's I the feel, point if you yeah. don't feel the same way, girl? Now, how long have you guys been together? We've been together for a year and a half now. Oh, yeah. And cute. we just moved to Seattle together. So. Oh, um, big move. Big move. Uh, well, yeah, and we uh, love it here. So we love it here, and we love it in L.A., too. We're both, I think we mentioned it to you. It's we, on fire, and there. we're all dying here. So It's you hot down there, isn't you, it? Yeah. You don't want to come here. Like, right now, we're going to take a commercial break just so I can fan myself and refill my water because <laughs> I am literally dying. So we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are back. And now listen, when I am not being saying disparaging things about drag queens in my illustrious career on this show, I have spent uh, the rest of the time trying to uh, lift up and give a platform to queer people that I feel are doing brilliant things. So our guest this week is Paul Castle. Welcome again, hey, Paul. Hey, Tony. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Tony. And uh, uh, Paul and I met on, uh, he was a guest on another show, and we had a really great time, and he fascinated me because um, you are a visual artist, correct, Paul? That is right. Yes, I am. Tell me a little bit about your work. Well, I am a visual artist, but I'm also legally blind. So I have a genetic disease called retinitis pigmentosa. I was diagnosed as a teenager. It's an untreatable disease, and so I'm losing my color vision. I'm, I've lost all my night vision, and I have tunnel vision, so the peripheral vision is just closing in, closing in. And I feel like that experience has informed my artwork. As, as I've lost my sight, I've uh, adapted to using 
smaller brushes, more detailed work, brighter, brighter colors to create more contrast so that I can see my own work. And it's developed a, a style, an evolution of art over that period of time as I lose my sight. Now, and I use different, yes. Have you been an artist like your whole life? Oh yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I had an older brother and he was always out playing sports and he was very much the jock kind of archetype while I was the uh, always in kind of inside drawing and writing stories and drawing pictures to go with my stories. I was kind of a little loser kid. I mean, I loved that. You were the sensitive one. I was the sensitive one. I was so sensitive, Lucy. I was, uh, and I had like, you know, I had a couple friends at school, but my brother was like the one who had like, you know, he was the cool kid, all the friends. But I was, the, you know, I had a couple of friends, but my time was really spent in my imagination, being creative, drawing pictures. I did all right in school, but um, mostly I was like, I was daydreaming and I was drawing. I was always drawing in my little, at my desk. And so the art started very young. And when did you start noticing that your, your sight was going away? Well, I always had bad sight. I always wore big glasses from the age of five. And so I thought, you know, I just had poor sight because of that. And then I realized I was terrible at sports. And, you know, it wasn't until um, a little later on, I finally realized that nobody else had this peripheral vision loss that I had. Things outside of my visual field. I grew up thinking that that was how everybody saw. It was a normal and thing. I could, yeah. Uh -huh. And so I uh, started to notice something was wrong, especially at night, because the night vision loss was the first to go. So um, that's when I started to see some ophthalmologists and specialists and was referred to specialist after specialist. And it took several years to be diagnosed. But it was such a revelation because I just thought I was just not so clumsy or um, just, you know, bad at things that I couldn't understand why. So it explained it, um, that I had been losing my vision all this time, but it's a progressive disease. So it, it has, uh, worsened over time. Um, how has your art evolved and changed as, as it's gotten more progressive? Well, I think more and more I draw from my own fantasy, my fantasy scape, the dreamscape, because the less I can see in the world around me, the more vivid I think my own imaginary world becomes. So my art, if you look at it, is very whimsical. It has some dark elements. It's bright. It's, it can be bright and fun, but it's it's very much a dream a dream space. Yeah, which I love. I love the early surreal artist movement, and Salvador Dali is like the sort of the peak of that for me. I think that he was such an incredible artist, and I strive for that kind of surrealism the realism within just the, the the strangest images so to answer your question uh there's two two aspects to that there's the fact that as i lose my sight i have to change the tools i use uh -huh. i use brighter lights and magnifiers and tiny smaller and smaller brushes as that scope of vision shrinks and so that has changed my art it's uh, my early art was almost like graffiti like it was big and big broad strokes and now it's very there's a claustrophobia to your art is is that oh. is is that fair to say like it does because it, it is so tight and so um i'm interested lucy to get your take because you've uh i sent you the link so you could like check out his his art when we were talking on alexander's show um i was saying that like 
that it, it seemed like uh, your art got more more frantic like more of a race it got like it, it seems mm -hmm. like to get more energetic and faster uh, as it progresses and, and and even a little more claustrophobic because i feel like the tunnel vision like you can experience it if we yeah. if we if we know your backstory lucy what was your impressions of his of his work uh, I could definitely see the the Dolly influence. Uh, I took a look at your Etsy shop and creeped on you a bit on the other. Okay. <laughs> um, I really enjoy. I don't know if it's a name or if this is at all accurate. How you correct? Uh, like, correct me, please. Uh, but your sort of fish out of water series, where you oh, yeah. have all of the floating fish in the background of the water and everything. Like, I could yeah. totally see the Dolly influence in those. And I was just wondering. I don't know what point in your career were, was that series done. Is it a continuing? Mm -hmm. Thing or where was that in your in your diagnosis and disease and everything in your actual artistic career? That was so interesting. I love that you bring up that series, and that is kind of what I refer to it as, the Fish Out of Water series. Okay, Because I have felt that way myself, and I was newly sober when I painted those three years ago. Okay. And I kind of felt like I was, you know, I was dry. I was choosing a dry life, and I felt like a fish out of water. So I created this series to kind of you know, to create that symbolize that moment but it was also that was a breakthrough in my artistic uh in the tools i was using because i was feeling like my i was getting frustrated with the way i was painting the sight loss mm -hmm. and so i actually that was those were the first paintings i painted after uh really studying a new way of painting and in smaller spaces and taking my time with much smaller tools so yeah that was a real turning point and those, so those those paintings actually have a lot of meaning for me for that reason. Do you okay. ever um, just get like still get super frustrated, or are uh, or, or is it now just ha have you come to terms with what's happening? Well, okay, this is such an interesting week for that question to come up because um, because for the first time there is potentially a treatment for degenerative eye diseases that the FDA has recently approved. Now, this is something I never imagined would, I just never really put a lot of hope into. This is really a very maybe possibility, but it's a breakthrough in science. And it's been all over the news the last couple of weeks. Because um, I- There's I, hope I to maintain never, your vision. There absolutely is. Yeah. And that's oh my God, that's amazing. So it, is this something you can get on or do we? Do you have the health care to be able to get on this? Because you know- It would be, yeah. <laughs> it would be expensive. It would be an expensive thing. but. The fact that it is even scientifically possible where it wasn't before is mind-blowing. Uh, this could change my life. Once I know I'm, once I'm properly genotyped, then I'll right. know if it actually is something that could be done for me. But it's, it's through gene therapy, which is the okay. breakthrough here. Is this like a but stem cell thing too? Is this have to do with it like is, Yeah, I always thought for a long time that stem cells was going to be the way to go. But just gene therapy is like injecting your own genes into your eyes in this case. And the genes just mutate and repair and the cell damage. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Uh, but to answer your question, I was 16 years old when I was diagnosed, and I was just about to learn how to drive. I had passed my test, and I was behind the wheel of a car. And that was actually when my family said, something is definitely wrong. Paul isn't seeing this <laughs> and that. And it was scary, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was scary. I almost killed my family on the way to school one morning. So it was, it was devastating at that age because, you know, I couldn't drive. They took away my license. I had that one crazy week of attempting to drive. And, um, you know, I had to 
I wanted to be a filmmaker. That was my dream, to be a filmmaker when I was a kid. Yeah. And I thought, I can't do that now. I can't go to film school and have this uh, this disability. I'm, I'm, I'm bumping into things. You know, what kind of filmmaker would I be? So I actually dashed those dreams. But aren't you, didn't and, you get to pick them up a bit? Because don't you work with your boyfriend, yeah. the shirtless Thank guy? Thank you, Lucy. Too. That's the perfect transition because that's the amazing thing. <laughs> the amazing, incredible thing is that I'm actually, because of Matthew and because of our venture together, I'm now a music video director and I direct and edit all of the music videos and we've done 20 of them now. Now, Matthew, and for just, our listeners who don't know, mm-hmm. is the shirtless violinist. <laughs> yes. This was our joint creation right after we met. We uh, came up with this idea together, and w- it's been our full-time hobby ever since. <laughs> and when I'm not painting, I'm we are coming up with the idea for the next music video, and I'm directing. So I do get to live that out. For me, they're not very different. Being an artist, being a painter, is like directing a snapshot, a directing a single image. When I paint a picture, I, I feel like I'm living out those childhood directing dreams because I am... I want the viewer to see just a single frame of a, of a movie with a character or characters in it. And I want them to think about what is going on here and imagine the whole story. So that's what I recaptured when I decided to be a painter as, and an artist, because I thought, I'm going to tell stories in a visual way, one way or another. If it's not film, then I'll do it through these paintings. And then I met Matthew, and now I am actually creating these little mini movies in our... In our uh, music videos too so that's fantastic any interest in animating your paintings and oh yeah both your paintings and video i have thought of that when i was a kid that's what i wanted to be was a disney animator at the age of you know six seven eight that was like the disney renaissance i grew up in the you know the 90s and that's what i wanted to be was a disney animator and so the one thing that i'm just not very good at meticulously reproducing the same thing over and over again. The tweening. My, yeah. Yeah. So that's my trouble. That's my yeah. trouble. I, uh, I looked at going to the Kansas City Art Institute, and one of the main jobs that you could get after that is being a tweener for Disney, which is essentially you don't get oh. to design. You don't get to draw any do backgrounds or anything. What you do is you take someone else's design and you draw all of the drawings of emotion. Basically, oh, like, of the animated piece, like, turning. You get to do That's all the still. Is it though? Is it amazing? And it's called though? a tweener. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> a tweener. And so, like, yes, uh, it, it's completely like hope dashing to look at oh, yeah. that for work. Be, I mean, there should be a movie or a short <laughs> film at least called Tweener and all about that. That's a, that's an interesting uh, right. topic right there. So are you working on uh, a new um, series of paintings at all or? Oh, yeah. I'm always working on new paintings. I do commissioned artwork as well. I, that's how I kind of like keep the whole art thing alive. I do a lot of commissioned work. So that would drive me crazy if I had to do one after another. So I intersperse that with my own original work. Uh, so I'm working on some really fun, whimsical uh, world, some world building right now. I have a painting over here. It's in progress. Otherwise, I would show you. I have a, I have a thing about that. Oh, good. No, you, you should. Know. I think artists should have things. Yeah, I think I that makes sense. That. I mean, <laughs> no, I hate I mean, having someone look over my shoulder while I draw. That's the worst. That is, yeah, that's hard, isn't it? Or especially if they come over, they look and they just don't say anything and then walk away. <laughs> oh, I'd rather just walk away. I'm like, just walk away. Don't say anything. I want like, that don't validation. Look at it and then not say anything. I no, had I one like in that. high school that would take the paintbrush out of my hand and start yeah. to do 
herself. And it was like, don't you fucking touch my painting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is, that has, that's got to be the worst. Lucy's been very territorial for a long time. I uh, like my stuff the way I like it. <laughs> um, well, uh, Liz, I think that... Uh, I just think that what you're doing is awesome, and I love to look at your work. And I'm ex and I'm excited to see uh, the growing uh, shirtless violinist uh, going off and making more content and stuff like that. Um, are you gonna stick around with this, or do you have? I'd to love to stick around. All right, you're gonna stick around with this. We're gonna take a. Sure. I'm just gonna interject that I would love to see one of your fish dancing around the violinist in one of his oh, videos. Okay. It yeah, happen. that okay. needs to happen. <laughs> but we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do our listener questions of the week. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody, and we are back with the show. Now, listen, we do these fucking listener questions every week for you, people, for you. So if you have questions, concerns, comments, whatever, send them to the Tony Soto Show at gmail.com, subject line, listener questions, and we would be happy to maybe possibly read it on this show. Uh, we're going to start uh, with Lucy, right, Lou? That's right. Oh, Lou, read me a question. Okay. So this question is from Rick. So, I'm sorry, he, he likes to skip words and I can't help but read it in voice. I'm like, listening to your current podcast. I am a fan and have listened for the past several months after hearing you on someone else's podcast. Can't remember which one. As for Dragula, I could care less if you ever mention it in a podcast again. I tried watching it the first season and didn't even make it through the first episode. I know that my opinion is just one of many, but if they wanted to blacklist you, I would blacklist, blacklist email. You'll find enough to talk about on your show. I think I would. I, I don't know what that means. I would blacklist their show. Yeah, I guess. Well, look, here's the thing. And here's why we can't do that. Now, listen, I have been saying forever that Dragula is important because it is a drag competition that is not RuPaul's Drag Race. So the thing is, is we have to give it a chance, guys. We have to like, like what whatever happens from season one, and uh, we we have to go into it hoping that it's going to be better. And if it's not, then by God, I want to be able to talk about it on my show. So I'm going to. So. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to be able to cite facts. Yeah. That means we have to watch it. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, it's like. Has it um, started yet? When does it start? It, 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 <laughs> Uh, don't worry, Lucy. Uh, we're going to start. I'm not sure if, uh, because like um, I, I told, uh, I, I made an agreement with my lovely cast that I would only give a three episodes if, uh, and if it wasn't good, we would stop. But since all this alleged drama has happened, I'm going to cover the entire season. Yeah, and we have to. We're going we have to have to. to cover it, and I'm going to have to give my opinion. And unfortunately, there's not going to be any allies on their side to be on this show to defend it. So, yay, free reign. Free reign. Free reign. Freedom of speech. Yeah. Freedom of speech. <laughs> That's well, right. We still have it. Well, That's we still right. have it. Trumps. All right, let's go ahead and move. Oh, oh that's me. I'm on the second one. Hey, For... girl. Who's, who's got the next question? That's I'll ask me. if there's anyone else here. That's me. <laughs> okay, here we go. We have Jared. Hang in there, Paul. How you doing, Paul? You fan of Dragula? Oh. Do you know Dragula? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched it. <laughs> you, can you say that again? I've never seen it. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, only, I only watch and listen to the Tony Soto show. Nothing else exists. So. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, I loved all those sound bites. Can I make those my, my phone ring? Can I make that my ringtone? <laughs> all right, this is from Jared. He says, you sound surprised that the Boulay brothers would be upset that you were critical of their work, especially since you single out their performances almost exclusively. <laughs> how do you intend to be fair, or how do, you, how do you intend to do fair recaps of the show? I feel your dislikes or your dislike for the hosts might cloud your judgment of the show. I actually really like your critiques about drag, so I hope that if you're going to be an asshole, it's because the show deserves it and not because of your feelings about the boohoos. <laughs> no, are those the hosts of the show? Those are yeah, the Boulay hosts. The brothers, the yes. Tony likes to call them the boohoo brothers. Yes, okay. those, those are the hosts, and um, I, I just don't feel like they're strong enough to carry a, a televised show, And uh, but mm. you're right. Listen, I get it. No one wants shit talked about them. I've said this. Um, Paul, has, has everyone liked your work, Paul? Has everyone, Absolutely not. Has uh, everyone who's ever good. seen your work liked what you've done? No, and thank God. And do they sometimes mention that they don't like it on a public forum? Is that something that might happen if your work is, <laughs> I don't know, critiqued? Yes, absolutely, and it should be. I mean, that is what art is. Right. If, if, if it's not going to be controversial or critiqued in a public forum, then you shouldn't be putting it out there. Ah, you hear it. You heard it here first, folks. Do you see? <laughs> Look, this uh. this is this. <laughs> this is an impartial gentleman who has no bias either way. But actually, you should probably at least check out one episode of Dragula season one so you okay. can fully well, agree with now, me. Yeah. So you can fully agree with me. And if you would like to check out Dragula season one fully remastered, you can do that on Prime. See? Look, do you see how wow. fair I fucking am? I tell you where you can see shit. <laughs> oh, don't pay for it. The plug. Look, they need it. They need it. Bless them. Get that <laughs> yeah. out there, girl. I want success for everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> Don't even, girl. Don't even. Uh, I think that success should be there for those who are good at what they do. You heard it here first, folks. Um, uh, let's, let's wrap it up with this last question. Let's wrap it up, Whack. Wrap it up before we fucking get canceled or something. Let's wrap it up before we fuck. Okay. Kelsey. How honest would you be with your kids about your past discretions? This can be with drugs, sex, law-breaking. I have an interesting past, but have worked really hard to better myself. She's like Dina. She's like you, girl. <laughs> right. During the interesting time, I was blessed with a little girl. She isn't so little now, and she's starting to face the pressures I once did. I try to warn her, but she can be really distant because she doesn't think I get it. What do y'all think? Love the show. I like that she calls it the interesting time. Yep, yep. It is an interesting Life time. is not interesting anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you were, We've you, all done that. You no, mentioned I, that you were sober, Paul. Uh, did yeah. you have an interesting time? Oh, I had a good decade of interesting time. <laughs> and it landed me in all kinds of crazy places. And <laughs> I feel lucky that I survived it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, I'm like, absolutely. I want kids someday. I do. And I want them to know about my my interesting time which would, would <laughs> we're gonna call it that would, yeah totally oh, totally calling it that now what, but, but, okay. but i mean i think that uh, i think that it is uh super beneficial to your kid if you live mm. your open truth about what you did when you were younger you know what do you think lucy yeah. i mean i think it's there's a certain time and a certain place for everything and if you think your kid is mature enough to understand telling them about your past and them like getting it 
then I think you should be honest with them and that way you can actually have that connection, you know? Um, some kids just got to learn for themselves. You know, you know? I, I always wanted to, I, I always wish that uh, when I was younger, because when I was younger, because I enjoyed drugs a lot. Uh, for many years, I enjoyed drugs. Uh, I still do enjoy drugs from time to time. I did. I'm wondering what this whole past tense sort I of. Did. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm still cool. Yeah. Um, but, mm -hmm. like, I really wish that uh, people, when I was growing up, weren't telling me that drugs were bad. Because um, mm. they could say that drugs are harmful to your body, but to say drugs are bad, that put a wrong thing in my head. Because then when I, because when I did drugs, you and, I, be bad. and I realized that they weren't <laughs> bad at all, they were actually super good, that I was like, guys... Guys, you should have told me that there is a super good feeling thing out there that's going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Like, I think I would have liked it better from that approach. Because, I mean, like, I think that you should share with your kids that there were times where you would just be in a group of people and your nose just starts bleeding. You know? <laughs> you know I, mean? I just think that those are important. I think that those are important. Like being funny and having intelligent conversations. Sometimes you're just going to stop having motor function. Or that you were, I mean, I mean, or you were at like a party uh, with a bunch of college friends and you did so much coke that you went and threw up in the middle of their driveway. You know, like it's shit like that. They need to know that kind of shit that you've done because that's not glamorous. That's not yeah. pretty. And you gotta Those make Those are bedtime stories. Yeah, you gotta make <laughs> Once Upon a Time uh, when Daddy was yeah. a hoe. <laughs> and I mean I Yesterday. think I think about this because, you know, um I, I hope that at some point Tammy and Jackie's daughter uh would uh feel comfortable enough to come up to me and uh ask me questions about about, you know, or ask me for advice and whatever. I'd I'd offer good advice to uh uh for to to the daughter, don't you think? Lucy? Anal sex is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, anal sex is awesome, but not maybe not and for you her. Get <laughs> oh my God, Lucy! On that but, note, suddenly that's not the advice you'd give her. <laughs> suddenly, Lucy's living like a Catholic girl. Uh, <laughs> fucking the ass because your vagina needs to say sacred. Um, this has been a show. Uh, they're towards the end. It got hairy. Thanks, Wack. Uh, Paul Castle, did you have fun? I'm sorry. Did I have fun? Yeah, did oh, you? Yeah, I had an amazing time. Thank you so much. You guys are a blast. Absolutely. And listen, that. we're even. We'll have you back with everyone else too. You know, uh, again. I would love that. Um, yeah. Why don't you uh, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and find uh, the shirtless violinist and all that? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook uh, as Paul Castle Studio. Yeah. And um, you can find the shirtless violinist on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. It's shirtless violinist and really easy to find and we are constantly uploading content there so it's just daily stuff it's lots of fun stuff and we are working on a star wars video next it's going to be great it's going to be a gay it, twist i mean 
Matthew, Matthew, pop in here real quick. Matthew, where are you, Matthew? Matthew? Is he not even in the yeah. room? I just want to tell, I just want to tell Matthew, <laughs> like, like, like Matthew, I just want you to know that you have picked the, uh, the like the sweetest gig, the, the sweetest gig ever, um, taking your shirt off and playing a violin. Like how easy, <laughs> like you really, you really <laughs> nailed, you really nailed your gig, baby. Like, of course you're uploading a lot of content. How hard is it to take your shirt off? Oh, <laughs> you know what? That's actually an interesting question because, um, you know, there are days where, I don't think Matthew always wants to take his shirt off. That often. <laughs> I'll so, never believe it. I'll never believe it. Like... Well, do you put him in like weird weather situations and stuff? Oh God, yeah. I oh. put him in the snow. I put him in the freezing rain. Take that shirt off. Get it off. We have to shoot. <laughs> I get. I like that. I like thank that. You for our art. Well, thank you yeah, so exactly. much. Thank you so That's much for coming art. again on the show. You are amazing. And Matthew, always good to see you. Lucy Wack, what are you doing, baby? Uh -huh. Tony Zotoho, this Thursday, October 26th, I will be in the Foundation Room at the House of Blues DJing it up for Foundation Cabaret. No, wait, it's a private party. Never mind. Nobody's going to be able to go except the members. So members of the House of Blues Foundation Room, everybody, I'm going to be there DJing Thursday night, October 26th. And then on October 28th, Saturday night, I will be back in the Foundation Room at the House of Blues, but this time as Dusty Balls performing some of my classic acts. Classic They're acts. Fantastic. Yes, please. It's an it's old Hollywood sort of, you know, scandal sort of uh, vibe going on for the Halloween. And I'll be doing uh, my uh, fantastic act that time, White Pigeons Shed Tears. You put it together, girl. You put it together. Yeah, we all know. Just classic act. Yeah. Uh, classic act. <laughs> and my boat act, because fuck it, why not? You're a classic act, Black. I love you. <laughs> Um, uh, listen, y'all, you can catch me. Well, first of all, please, um, everyone, I have, I have made the Patreon page. Um, uh, we are looking for, uh, uh, people to sponsor the show. We are going to be adding special content just for Patreon people. So please go to patreon.com slash the Tony Soto show and help support, uh, this amazing show. I get into a lot of trouble for you guys. I do this for you. I talk a lot of bullshit just to hopefully entertain the, I, I don't even know you, but I do it for you. So uh, go to our Patreon and check that out. And um, uh, you can catch me every Thursday on the Gay Power Half Hour, um, half hour with my good friend Casey Lai. Um, and uh, very exciting news, October 29th, The Trap. It is a premiere of a live drag queen talk show starring myself, Roz Dress for Les, and Pickle at Akbar at 9 p.m. Our guest will be Pete Zayas, and entertainment is going to be Boss Lady. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be a talk show at a bar, just like that. Just three men in dresses trying to do a talk show. So come on out and uh, support me at Akbar that night. Um, this is fun. I love doing it. It was great seeing you, Paul. Whack, as always, you're amazing. So great to see you. And until next week, everybody, bye. Bye. bye.